0: Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 9, titled Snakehead. Uh, Yet another very, very good episode uh, that yet again features weird creatures coming out of people. Man, forgot how much early Fringe loved doing this. (laughs) Like the really early episodes of Fringe, like the first season and a half of Fringe. They really enjoyed having weird creatures come out of people. That was kind of a regular trope they used. Uh, with the slug. The larva inside Charlie Francis. The monster larva inside Charlie Francis. And now these weird worm things. That there's some really, really great creature design on, by the way. Like. <laughs> this. Uh, <laughs> this happened a lot. I-, I forgot how much they loved that. I forgot how much they loved that back in the day. Uh, But the hook of this episode is that a boat full of Chinese immigrants washed up on shore. Uh, Most of them are dead, except for one. And all of them have these big, nasty worms coming out of them. Like these, like, giant, like, four-foot-long worms that are just emerged from their mouths and oh it's disgusting yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh so we have to sort of figure out what the hell's going on here of course uh like i said there is one person who survived uh and she basically says two things of note one they gave everyone capsules for seasickness that she didn't take And she's the only one that didn't get infected, which means the worms were delivered. Uh, The larvae of the worms were delivered via those capsules. And B, there's another boat with her husband and daughter on it, and a bunch of other people that are likely also infected. And are going to die from these worms if we don't get to them soon enough. So there's that. So we're very much on a race against the clock this episode. And just by, like, finding one person, literally a single person, connecting to uh, connected to this shipyard, connected to this boat, we find out that the people responsible for this are Triad. And that the Triad is using human beings to smuggle in these weird, parasitic... Worm things, for whatever reason, we don't know. By the way, we also see uh, a couple scenes of some stragglers coming in, some stragglers from the boat coming in and getting like the worms extracted from them uh, by this triad guy, by this triad leader. And, like, that opening sequence especially, which is fantastic. That opening sequence especially, which is just absolutely freaking brilliant. And so great. And so well done. Like, very unsettling. Really, really great. So, we got that going on. Uh, We're able to track some triad finances. And we find a huge sum of money... From Boston to Beijing that went through about the time that uh, the boat would have been getting ready to go. So we drop in on this one woman and she's like, oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought this was a legitimate business to invest in. Oh no, how could I possibly uh, be in the know about this? But Peter starts to notice like a lot of like hardcore germophobia stuff going on. Uh, hand sanitizer, HVAC systems hermetically sealed windows. Uh, He starts theorizing that there might be oxygen tanks. And so, there's something suspicious going on there. Suspicion which only mounts when... one of the worms latches on to Walter's arm. And afterwards, he realizes that... he... Has like white cell white blood cell count through the roof, several new antibodies he didn't have before, even the gas he had was gone. So these worms have something in them that are medicine, that are quite literally medicine. So what the triad wants them for is to just extract a particular gland that produces this like met this immune booster, essentially. And it's just selling that. We go back to this woman's house, we talk to her son, and we find out that he has this rare immune disorder. He he should be living in a bubble, but he's just outside shooting hoops all day. And he could just walk around normally because of these treatments. And so... That's what's going on. That's what's happening here. That's what this is and why the triad wants it. Now, Walter, Walter has this great subplot in the episode where he is just basically demanding independence, demanding independence, demanding independence. Uh, he, He demands that he take a taxi to the crime scene at the beginning of the episode and is mad when he saw Peter quote unquote following the taxi. Uh, And now in the middle of this episode, he decides to go to all these herbalist shops in Chinatown that carry a similar, much, much smaller worm to take samples. So he goes into Chinatown demanding that he go on his own, demanding that he goes on his own, demanding that he goes on his own. And then Peter's like, hey, Astrid, could you could you watch him for me? And then there's this great moment where Walter catches Astrid spying on him, and Walter's like, hey, don't spy on me. Well, okay, I guess you can accompany me, but as a friend, not as a guardian. Uh, And they go around. Walter accidentally lets slip that they have a four-foot-long worm in their lab, and he happens to slip to the triad leader who owns one of the herbalist shops, apparently, so the triad's following them now, Astrid turns her back for just a second, and Walter's gone, and while Astrid goes back to the lab and is, like, freaking out, oh, no, I lost Walter, I can't find him, I can't find him, I can't find him, and Peter's like, okay, look, he's got his, uh, travel kit, his emergency contacts, his bus fare, like, he'll probably be fine, he'll probably be okay, Astrid goes back to the lab to see if, He's there and then immediately gets attacked by the triad who show up and take the worm. While that's happening, Walter's just wandering aimlessly. He can't call Peter because he forgot his number. Like he knew the numbers that were in the phone number, but he forgot the sequence. So it's like dialing number after number after number, spending all of his bus fare on seven wrong numbers. It's It's heartbreaking to see Walter, who's been wanting independence for this entire episode, just wandering around going like I I can't call Peter. I don't know where I am and I can't get home because I used all my bus fare on wrong numbers and I I don't know what to do. like I'm I'm lost, I can't go anywhere. Uh, he meets this one woman who takes him in and helps him call numbers and eventually he gets Peter back and Peter shows up and picks him up but like it's everything with Walter in Chinatown that whole subplot is just so well done and so compelling and like just adds to the tragedy of Walter's character that this like sharp mind has been just pounded and pounded and pounded to the point where he can't like just take a stroll through Chinatown by himself like just uh, oh, it's it's gut wrenching. It really, really is. Uh, but after a while, we find the boat. The boat arrives on US soil, they find it, FBI raids it. It's not that no one's there. No one's there, they're all already gone. And Peter hearing Walter talk about how he accidentally tipped off the leader of a triad, uh, is able to find the herbalist shop where that happened and track the people there, is able to arrive there as these people are getting unloaded from a van. By the way, the moment when Walter realizes, oh crap, I said too much and got Astrid attacked, could have possibly gotten Astrid killed, the level of horror he displays. God, I love Walter. Everything about Walter, everything about that character, everything about John Noble's performance, like, just... Like, this already gut-wrenching subplot of Walter getting lost in Chinatown like a child is made all the more heartbreaking when he also adds on to that and he accidentally said too much and got Astrid attacked by the triad. Like it's just it just adds more. Like Walter Walter has a bad time this episode. He has a very, very bad time. And it's just so horrible to watch. Like, it's just so. Like I said, it's so gut-wrenching. Uh, but Peter goes in to save these people. Gets into a fight with the triad leader. Gets captured immediately. <laughs> like, almost instantly. And it's interrogated under threat of being forced to ingest one of these worms. Like, who else knows you're here? Who else knows you're here? And Peter's like, nope, no one knows. And the guy's like, I don't believe you. And, like, just tries to force a worm down his throat. And that is the moment when FBI shows up. Olivia and Broyles do their raid and are able to kill the triad leader, capture everyone else and rescue all of these people. And Peter spits out the worm and everything's all good. Uh, so everyone's safe. Everything's great. Uh, we're doing surgery on all these people to try and extract these worms. Well, everyone's been granted political asylum, which is great. Uh, We have the mother reunited with her daughter and husband. Uh, So we have a nice family reunion. The prognosis is good on them. So at least they're alive. At least they're going to be okay. Even if everyone else is a giant question mark. Uh, Walter gets to have this reconciliation with Astrid. Which is just such a perfect moment. And both John Noble and Jessica Nicole are phenomenal in this scene. Like, just that final talk between the two of them is great, Uh, where Walter just looks at Astrid, just all disheveled and bloody, and is like, dear God, and has this, like, just heartbreaking reaction, and now Astrid tries to console him, and is like, it it wasn't your fault, like, and all that. And then we get this ending, where Walter's like, I desperately want my independence, What's happening now with the son having to take care of the father is not how it should be. But sometimes I might get lost. So, in order to fix this and make sure what happened today doesn't happen again, I put a tracking device in my neck. Here's the transponder. If I ever get lost, you can find me. Which is the most Walter solution to any problem, by the way. Uh, But it's just a lovely... Final scene. Oh uh, yeah. That's the episode. Solid, solid episode all around. Really like everything about this one. Uh if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast or app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simplest just to push my button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined. To send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark. Pledge us a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 10. Talk to you then.